yo. I used to listen to you when I was a kid. That's what's up. People don't have the chutzpah for rhymes anymore. Hey! Is that a girlfriend? You can't kidnap your own dad. I don't have time to explain it, but the word kid is in it. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the TV Zone Podcast Presents Atlanta. I'm your host, Jay. And with me, as always, to talk about this very interesting show, the one and only Mr. Moneymaker, Chris. Chris, how you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing good this evening. Doing good, my friend. All right. So here we are for episode three titled Born to Die. Um, I mean, as we talked a little bit before we got started, um, this is an interesting episode. And yeah, it was a very interesting episode. I watched it earlier today, and I was sitting there after watching. I was like, "Hmm, I don't know how to really take this one." But it was, it was just—it it caught your attention. But it was like, "Hmm," it made you think about a lot of things too. Yeah, um, and was was funny about it because I mean, as we've talked about, especially, got to keep going back to the last season. Mm-hmm. But as you know, I've brought up. A few more than a few times talking about last season and even getting to this season where it feels like they kind of went a little twin peaks with it. And I don't know, for some reason I was looking up about Atlanta and everything. And ironically enough, Donald Glover actually pitched this show as if David Lynch, who did Twin Peaks, if he did a show about hip-hop culture and mm. I'm like hmm, that kind of flies a little bit because there is some off-the-wall stuff that we get every so often it definitely does so that 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 and if you're saying that 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 makes a lot of sense then with a lot of stuff we've been seeing last season seems some of the stuff we've been seeing this season too so far yeah i mean and even going back to probably an episode that I mean, it got a lot of talk about we when we covered this episode a few seasons ago when we did season two, which was a long time ago. It seemed like a long time ago compared to now, definitely. And I'm referring to the Teddy Perkins episode. Mm. Yes, one of our favorites. Yes, and that that itself could have been something that David Lynch directed. Mm-hmm. It very much could have been. And it could have been in Twin Peaks as well. And if you kind of really think about it, that episode, in a way, I almost want to say is a precursor of what we got with Season 3 and some stuff that we're seeing so far here in Season 4. Mm-hmm. That is very true. So, yeah, I mean, one of like, that's where he kind of started down this road and I mean because I mean like we talked about last season see season three felt like okay he was trying something different mm-hmm. and then we get to this season it feels like okay yeah there's still some of that in this season but it also feels like Atlanta all at the same time yeah like he's gonna combine the two kind of stay true to the roots of the show but also kind of giving it that Twin Peaks vibe as yeah. well and I'm almost tempted, like, if you do end up, I almost kind of want you to watch that show down because of... I'm curious <laughs> now, don't <this> stop. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I know if you did watch the show, and you'd be like, what the hell Jay got to watch? 
I, I know, I know you would say that. You like that? Don't you gotta watch that. What is this? What the hell what is, is going on here? Yes. What's going on? Yeah. So, all right. So, getting into talking about this episode. Alright, so it's, it kicks off with uh, Paperboy just finishing up a, um, a stage performance and goes backstage. And this dude comes up on him and like, hey, yo, um, you know, you're you really good with what you do and everything. And we know how Paperboy is. He get, He's always suspicious of strangers. Mm-hmm. Which, Definitely is. Which, which I think is it's something that we don't really talk about a lot on this show, but he's very leery of people that's not part of his inner circle. Mm-hmm. He's very cautious of everybody. He's not as welcoming as everybody. Just, you know, super friendly. He's very, you know, kind of on edge, on guard, I should say, when it comes to a lot of people. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of makes me wonder if that has something to do with his, his, his you know, him growing up. I mean, they, never know. You, you mean you never know? You never know where things like that come from. So that that's that could be a possibility. Yeah, because I don't know. It's like we in the past we've gotten bits and pieces, you know, of, about his childhood. Of course, mm-hmm. we got the whole the Fubu episode, you know. Fubu episode, that. yeah, that's another one, yeah. And then of course we know the alligator man is his daddy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but we don't know too too much about him. You know, growing up and why he has this, like he, like you say, on guard mentality. Mm-hmm. Comes mm-hmm. So, guy, he's like, yeah, you're really good at what you do. Like, you know, my son, you know, he's into music. You know, he wants to be a rapper. It's like, well, maybe I, you know, would you mind like mentoring him or you know, showing him so he could be like you and everything? And it was like, uh, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. And he goes to walk away, and dude just says, "Well, how about if I pay you a million dollars?" And that's what hooks him. So, how do you feel about them opening the episode with this little thing? I, the first thing I thought was, I said, "Okay, what is this guy's intentions?" He's clearly come off the stage, he's been performing and everything, and I'm like, "What is this guy's like ordeal? Like, what is he really up to?" And he's like, "Hey, you know, you no, know, I'm the, you know, kind of help his son out because his son's in music and everything too." And then he, you know, people was like, "Nah, I'm good," and he offers him the money, and then he's like, "Hmm," he, he gives this, gives it a second thought. I, I was I was kind of kind of like with Paperboy too. I was kind of suspicious of him too. I said like, well, what is his intent? Because he was just this random guy that just kind of came up to him. I was like, what was his intent? This was like you know nothing like we've seen before. So I was just curious to like see what his true intentions were. And then when he offered that deal, I said, okay, I said, okay. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe because I've seen a few movies that kind of kind of do this, and for some reason, one particular movie came to mind. I don't know if you ever seen this movie. Um, and if you have, I, I do not recommend ever watching it. <laughs> it's called... Well, it's, it stars Richard Pryor. And it's called The Toy. Where he basically gets bought to be this rich kid's toy. And I, no, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, no joke. This is a real movie. It came, really? out, in the, yeah, it came out in the early 80s. It's is Richard Pryor, Jackie Gleason, um, I forgot the kid's name. 
But yeah, and, and that movie is it's like ugh. especially the fact that you have these rich white people, mm-hmm. and this man literally buys this man to be mm-hmm. his child's toy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie could not fly now. No, oh, and it's just, there's no way in 2022 you can play anything like that. There's no way there'd be, there'd be an uproar online. The internet would explode if something like that came up. Right. But that was what I thought. I was like, are we about to get like a toy type of situation mm-hmm. here? That's what I felt like at first. Mm-hmm. And my, my follow up question to you is mm-hmm. what would you do in Paperboy's position if somebody came to you like that? I'd have to ask a lot more questions because all money ain't good money. You, I mean, yeah, he offered him a million dollars, but like, is this really the best thing? If, you know, at this point for Paperboy, is this really somebody that you can trust? Is this somebody really that you wanna wanna work with and do business with? I, if it was me, I, I'd, have, I'd have to say, okay, we need to have set up a meeting or something like that. We need to kind of break this thing down a little more. I need to know more of what you want me to do before I just accept this deal. Like, you're just throwing the money at me. Oh, you know, because a lot of people, you just throw a million dollars at me. They said, oh, you know, I'll do it, you know, whatever. But I, I need I need to know some more information before I just cut a deal with this, this random guy. that's just coming to me just to offer me a million dollars to work with this kid. Right? And, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I I would be very skeptical of that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like, everybody's not just doing. Everybody just not, no random person just is gonna just come to you and just offer you a million dollars like that. No, that's the, the you you gotta be very suspicious suspicious or something like that. Yes. So so we so we move on to um, what is this boardroom meeting going on? Mm-hmm. And. Apparently, there was a situation with this woman where this young black kid was delivering a package to her house, mm-hmm. and it becomes a whole racial thing where she basically, you know, she's racist, but it, it, yeah, nuts. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. But mm-hmm. because she works, we find out that this is a firm, um, mm-hmm. and they have just signed this woman because she she's a, a book writer mm-hmm. and everything. So they they are trying to spin it. To the sense of, oh, the kid must be, you know, he must have a checkered pass and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And it's like, hmm, we, we hear this a lot on TV. Oh, yeah. You know, in situations like Oh, yeah. This. Um, especially when the black person has done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they always want to try to find something. Exactly. To, to say, well, this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. the two don't have anything to do with common, but all right, I get but it. But all right, just throw this stuff out of dig up this person's past and try to, you know, paint them in a bad light. Yeah. Like, you know, um, somebody who did time, you know, in nineteen ninety six, but that's why they get choked out on the street by the cops and get mm-hmm. choked to death. Or mm-hmm. because the kid was, you know, robbed well, not robbing, but being a you know, kind of getting unruly in a convenience store. Oh, he deserved to get shot down in the street. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Or a kid walking home, you know, uh, minding his own business, and some wannabe super cop, mm-hmm. wannabe security, decides to pull him over and then get beat up by the kid, and then he shoots him. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. But, um, so... 
we find we see that iron is there and i guess this is the uh job opportunity he was talking about um yes that's right yes you know in the last episode and he's there and he's like uh like why are we talking about like can we can we move on to something else he says it real low but yeah. but the guy that's over the uh, thing he's like what did he say and he's like well can't we just sign somebody else and it's like no this is this is the main focus and everything like this it's like well what if i well, what if i sign d'angelo and everybody kind of laughs like it's like it's a joke mm-hmm. and dude's like all right well if you can do it you got it and basically type of things are like all right i'm out. let me get the hell out of here um do you think that this scene was kind of saying I mean, like what I kind of alluded to when I named certain, well, I didn't name them, but I named certain situations that happened. And do you think that's what he was kind of going with with that scene? I I I I definitely think so, because there's a lot of undertone stuff in these episodes where you got to really pay attention to what the ultimate end game is and what they're ultimately trying to get at. So I could definitely see them doing that. Like I've Said last episode, I've been saying so far since we've been doing this. You gotta pay attention to everything because these those little little subtle hits that if you're not paying attention, you might not pick up on it. So yeah, I think that could definitely have been one of the scenarios for this scene. And then too, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Arm was like one of what I think it was like three or four black people in this whole room. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there was, there wasn't a lot. It was, it was, it was definitely like about a, about a handful of, more, less, a little less than a handful of people in there. Yeah, and and the rest of it was all white. In the all white. Mm-hmm. They're trying to spin this whole thing with this kid. When it's, and they're showing the video on the on the uh, monitor. Monitor, where, yeah. Where the kid just came to the door. So there's a there's a um a video camera, you know, on the door cam. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're showing the whole situation but this kid's mm-hmm. clearly not doing anything wrong no exactly he couldn't be more innocent wasn't doing anything at all just delivering a package exactly and she comes out and just outreach and everything yeah exactly so and, then, and the fact that they're gonna try to spin it just because she's a signee for their company her book xyz is like so what so that, 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 no that, that, that doesn't matter no what you did there is wrong wrong is wrong I don't care who you are Exactly. So, so yeah, like I said, so earn leave. So then we go back to Paperboy. And I think, okay, because this is where the biggest of the episode, fo- well, well, it kind of focuses on mainly Paperboy and Earn. Mm. Um, let's see. Do you want to do the Earn stuff? We can lump all the Earn stuff together and all the Paperboy stuff first. Which one? How you want to do it? Uh, we can go with the uh, let's go with the paperboy stuff. We can do that first. Okay. Do that. All right. So, paperboy goes to the studio. He, I guess he, you know, he agreed to you know do this mm-hmm. and everything. And he walks in and he sees this white boy, uh, Benny, and his friends. You know, they in the studio and everything. And uh, the Yodel kid is in the booth, yodeling basically. Mm-hmm. And he walks in. He's like, "Yo, I'm paperboy." And the boy just looks at him like the rapper. Still, like he don't know who the heck he really is. Uh, the other kid, like, hey man, I, you know, I used to, I used to listen to you all the time when I was a kid. 
deal. Like, you know, and it's just an awkward thing where the kid's like, oh, my dad, my dad bought you. Which I'm, yeah. I'm thinking again, it's like, this is a goddamn toy. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but everybody was offended, rightfully so. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, you know, he's like, no, nah, I don't need your help or anything like that. It's cool. You can just sit down and, you know, you can collect that money. Because I'm about to go in the studio, you know, and, and lay something down. Uh, and people, he's like, oh, yeah. like, what the hell did I get on, you know, get yeah, what, what, have I, what have I got myself into this time? Yeah. So he goes and sit down. And while he's sitting there, um, this, this other white kid walks in with this black guy who apparently is a rapper also. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out his name is Bump, uh, the black guy, but... Mm-hmm. The little uh, the white kid, his name is Little Rick Moranis. Mm-hmm. What? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. And so we said that, and Little Rick Moranis, he goes inside the booth, and I don't know what the hell. That was not rapping what he was doing. No, that that that, that definitely no. I don't know what that was, but it wasn't rapping. Mm-hmm. But. While he's sitting there, that's when Bunk comes on over the Facebook. He's like, he's like, man, I know who you are. He's like, all right, well, at least somebody do, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then they start talking. And while they're talking, they're like, well, you want to sit here or you want to go to Studio 3? So they end up going to Studio 3 and they start talking. And he started kind of, Bunk basically started trying to, you know, I guess enlighten paperboy to the whole mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and it's like well you want to hear more about this you know we we have a meeting and you, you should you should show up and everything um just how do you feel about like when paperboy walk in there and just that whole scenario of him just walking in there to these white kids who just seem to be play rappers I said, I said, man, just goes to show you all all money is not good money. You go in there with these guys and they, they clearly don't know, have no clue of what real hip hop is. And I'm just sitting up to you. I said, Paperboy and got himself into a mess with these kids because these kids clearly ain't taking this rap thing seriously. They just go in there and just fooling around. You got this kid yodeling and he got the little Rick Morales going in there. Lord knows what he, he was trying to do. That definitely wasn't no rapping. So I'm like, he didn't got himself into a mess. Yeah, he, like I said, he's getting a billion dollars, but is it really worth it to be in here with, with, with this, this nonsense and foolishness with these, with these kids? Exactly. Is it worth it? That, that, that That's... And I think... I mean, we're we going to circle back to that, but mm-hmm. I think that's kind of an a underlining theme in this episode. Mm-hmm. Is it really worth it? Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very true. So, okay, so staying with, with Paperboy. Mm-hmm. He he ends up going to to this uh this meeting um, mm-hmm. and everything. We see there's like a couple of other rappers and everything is there. So Paperboy he walks in, sit down, bunk is there. And then this dude walks in and he's like the one that's running everything. And he basically comes in and is telling them what they need to do to stay relevant in this hip-hop game nowadays. And that's basically, they need to get them a YWA. And what does YWA stand for? 
YWA, yeah, I wrote it down too, so I can remember it. Young White Avatar. <laughs> yes. A young white avatar. Basically saying that if they want to stay relevant in the in this rap game, to get them a young white kid, that they basically and they basically use them, you know, to sell records. And it got me to think, I was like, huh, like, are we seeing that right now with certain people? Because, yeah. no, no, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, it definitely got me to thinking, too. I said, wow. I mean, that, it, it really hit me. I, I sat there for a little while. I said, oh, my God. It, it may come. It may sound foolish when you first hear him say that, but then when you really sit there and think about it, it, it in a crazy way, it, it kind of makes sense. Because when you think about it, like when some of these people blow up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you'd be like, well, where did they come from? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, certain certain ones, you, you know, they have like small, you know, they have like that little indie, independent run. Like, mm-hmm. Depending on like what you listen to, you might hear them, hear their music, and then they get signed, and then they kind of take off. But some, they literally come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder. After after seeing this. And, and I mean, this is just talking about young white avatar. But the the young avatar part could apply to anybody. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 1,000%. They don't necessarily have to be, you know, white necessarily. They can apply to anybody. And I was like... Oh. Especially now with social media and stuff, too. That's, you know, we got the... Facebook and t- TikTok and all this different stuff, you can easily become a star overnight. Mm-hmm. But if you have, let's say you have an aging rapper mm-hmm. that is basically using you to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Because if you're writing their rhymes and if you're producing their music, that's your name on their music. So mm-hmm. the money they make, yeah, they making the money. But you make it more money because you're the producer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it got me to I'm like, huh? It really makes you wonder about certain stuff. It, oh, it really, it really, really does. Dude, like I said, that that that, that really narrated, narrated with me, man. It really, I was like, wow. I never thought about that. But then you think about, like I said, a lot of stuff that you see, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And I think this kind of answers a question, a question regarding. Just how famous Paperboy really is. Mm-hmm. Because it's making it seem like, no, he, he's not just a regional artist. Like, he's known, you know, he's been doing his thing for a while now. Like, he, mm-hmm. he's known. He, he's a, he is a, I mean, he's not like, he's not like a Kendrick or a J. Cole, but he's, he's known. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely known. You know, he he's he's like a, a a premier rapper, like who basically cut his teeth, you know, came up and been selling records. Mm-hmm. And because he's touring, he's still putting on shows, he's done the international thing. So mm-hmm. he's he's known, he's a known rapper. It just mm-hmm. now he's old and he's not relevant to the younger generation. 
Mm-hmm. It's just the people who really came up with him and still listen to his music. That mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. And that's what they allude to. They's like, yeah, you almost on that Ice Cube level of where mm-hmm. you ain't, you know, you ain't for the hood no more. Next thing you know, you gonna be playing the best friend in uh, Are We There Yet Five? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the type of thing. So, which would be hilarious if that ever came about. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So basically, like they telling him, like this is what you need to do, and everything. So he, you know, he's kind of giving some pushback for it, which rightfully so. Nobody wants to hear, like, yeah, uh, no, watched. <laughs> no, you, you, you don't. Nobody, no matter what, no, you don't. You, that's the that's the last thing you want to hear. So, yeah, so staying with him, of course. He, I guess, he goes looking for Benny, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. It finds him at this at this high school. And he's outside rapping for these kids, basically, you know, trying to promote his, you know, promote his stuff. So while he's there, he goes over to the Yodel kid, who is high off a of will, off of something. I don't know. What it is. I don't know, yeah. And everything. He's talking to him for a second. He's like, you know what, Benny? He's like, yeah. And everything. He never, you know what? I think I, I don't know if I ever brought this up, but. This scene reminded me of a scene from the movie Apocalypse Now when they show up at this bridge and they ask him about who's in command and they talk to the one dude and he's like, do you know who's in command here? And the dude just turns to him and says, yeah, but he never say who is in charge. Mm, okay. <laughs> and it's kind of like this when, when Facebook goes over to the Yoda kid, he says, yo, you know what Benny at? And he's like, yeah. Well, he's like, do you remember who I am? Yeah. But do you know, do you know who Benny is? Yeah. <laughs> but he knows. But he never really acknowledges it. <laughs> and that's what that made me think about. Like, you that messed up that you don't know where he at, really. Mm-hmm. You just out of it. So, <clears throat> so Payboy finally uh, gets to talk to Benny um, and everything. He's like, yeah, you know, you, you know, you're doing your thing out here. You know, maybe if I become your manager, you can go take off even further. And Benny cuts him off. He's like, yo, you know what? That, that's all good and all. But I signed with Bone. It's like, what? <laughs> like, like, yeah, he pulled me to the side at the studio the other, you know, when we was all there and everything. He let me know what was up and everything. So, you know, he said, maybe you should talk to him. He's a good dude. He's like, yeah, uh huh. Mm, so sure. it's like, <laughs> so it's like, basically, you. You basically put him onto his game, but at the same time you undercut it, him. You know. ex- ex- exactly. Like I said, that, that's 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 wild how that worked out. You bought, you you kind of introduced him to this, and then you just cut him off at the knees, basically, by, by signing the kid that he was supposed to be working with from from the jump. Yeah. So so they all leave and everything. Paperboy's like, God damn it, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And he ends up being stuck with the Yodel kid who. He, he, he's so messed up, he can't even catch up to Benny, so he gets stranded, so Payboy offers him a ride. And he's like, hey, you gonna be cool? Like, you gonna throw up? You know, just don't throw him in my truck, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a terrible thing. So, so that's the last time we see them until some, it seems like, I guess some time has gone by. I don't know how mm-hmm. much time. That's one thing about the show. It, play, it, it plays with the time. Like, oh, yeah, know, they definitely play with the time a lot, for sure. Yeah, because we don't know exactly how much time passed between him, you know, taking the Yodel kid 
and then mm-hmm. the next time we see him, where Bonk and the uh, I'm just gonna call him the OG rapper. Okay? OG rapper, yeah. Yeah, and um, Paperboy shows up, and they at the Grammys, and you know Benny is nominated, and we find out that Paperboy he signed the Yodel Kid. And it was like, oh yeah, oh that was you. Like I guess the Yodel Kid, his song, whatever that he did, you know, it, it blew up in, in eleven days, and you know, and everything. He nominated for the Grammy, and you know, they all getting ready to go inside because I guess now Paperboy is on to the game of how to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. So when they all kind of you know disperse from each other, he goes over to Benny. He's like, yo, look, I've been trying to call the Yodel Kid, but you know, he ain't picking up and everything. And Benny lets him know, he's like, yo, I just, you know, I heard that you know, he died. He's dead. I'm like, what? What do you mean dead? Like, yeah, he, yeah, the limo went to pick him up. And when they got there, they, you know, they find he OD. Mm-hmm. And Benny's like, well, I guess he's going to win that Grammy. Like that. And because and, I forgot to mention, when they, was, they, they brought up about uh, Blue Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything again, you know, from episode two. Mm-hmm. And it's like the whole thing where they didn't even know that the man had an album out until he had died and it was it was released five months before he died. Mm-hmm. And they only find out about it like that. And, you know, I kind of alluded to it. It's like, okay, is this going to kind of be a running theme in the season? And it almost kind of seems like that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And I really... I really hope this season does not end with Paperboy dying. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I, I, I hope they don't go that route. <laughs> but it it kind of has that feeling because the stuff that's you know coming his way and it's all dealing with death. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, is this this the road that you're going down? You is he gonna end up dead by the end of this season? And I hope not, but I wouldn't be shocked if they did. Yeah, not 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 if you mentioned that. That you know, it would it wouldn't. Sh- I hope they don't go that route, but it wouldn't shock me. The way things been playing out there, if they if they decided to go that route. Yeah. I mean, his favorite rapper, you know, the guy that inspired him dies. This kid he's been working with dies. So it's like, hmm, what are they what are they trying to tell us here? Yeah. Right. So. All right, so I'm going to leave it there. And now we're going to go back to the whole thing with Earn. Mm-hmm. So after Earn left the board meeting, and he goes on this whole crusade of trying to find D'Angelo. Because he, now to catch who he texts, I don't know if he takes Van or he takes somebody. But basically, like, hey, do you still know D'Angelo's hair braider? <laughs> mm. <laughs> and. And everything. So he ends up getting the address, which turns out to be a checkers rally. I guess depending on where you where you live, mm. it, I guess it, it either says checkers on it or it says rallies. But, rallies, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny about it when I was watching this episode, because I watched it earlier today too. When I was mm. watching the episode, I had literally got some freaking checkers. So I'm sitting there and I got the <laughs> bag and it says rallies on it. I'm like, what the hell? 
I'm like, is this a coincidence? This, 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 I'm like, this is a, a crazy coincidence. Or something. Yeah, I know, right? That's a very crazy coincidence. Right. So, so Ernie's like, rallies in Atlanta? Like, all right, I guess. So he gets out, he walks in, he goes inside the place, and it, I mean, you, you'll get a kick out of this when I say this. Why, do, why does this look like in my the inside of MIB headquarters when they first go inside before they go into the elevator. I, I was thinking the same thing. That oh my god, yes. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I that's the same thing that I said. It's just it's very much like the MI inside of the MIB. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, I, I thought the same thing, man. Because here you got the dude sitting there reading that he read the book, but the um and men in black, the dude sitting there reading the newspaper. Newspaper, yeah, that's not yeah, same same type of vibe. So, so he just sit there, he's like, um, I'm here to see D'Angelo and everything. And the dude mm. just motioned over to the corner, and there's a there's a mat and everything, and he goes and He's down on the mat. He looks at the back wall where it looked like, well, somebody had been here. They've been checking off the days of how long they've been here. Been there, yep. So, so a lot of time goes by. And we find out the urn has been there for pretty much a whole week. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of going crazy out of his mind. And then he finally speaks up. It's like, uh, can I get some, you got some water? And the dude, it was fun about it. this dude. He never says anything. No, he just motions. He motions mm-hmm. over to this to the storage cabin. So I heard he gets up, he walks over to the cabin, he opens it up, and he looks down, and there's a full case of Dasani water. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which, I mean, for everybody who knows, Dasani water is the worst water. Yes. I mean, that that, that water. I don't know. It's something about when you. I know it's supposed to be water. All water is supposed to be the same, quote unquote. But it's, 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 it's not. All water does not taste, taste the same. I'm sorry, it doesn't. And Everybody has that preference when it comes to water, but yeah, no, all water is not not the same. No, and Dasani, I don't know what it is, but when you drink that, it feels like you drinking nothing but sand because your mouth get dry as hell after you mm-hmm. drink it. What that is. I don't know what they do to that water, but it's not good water. So that's when he has his breaking point. He's like, no, no. <laughs> like, he's really start freaking out. Like, no, like, like, what is this? Like, so he ends up taking one to do books and he goes and sits down and he looks at it. He kind of flips through the book and then he looks back at it and he's like, are you D'Angelo? He's like, well, I want to experience D'Angelo. And then the dude gets up. He walks over to just looks like the wall, but he really unlocks like a doggone like a storage freezer mm-hmm. and everything. He opens it up and Ern goes crawling inside, which kind of goes back to the last episode. Well, yeah, the last episode too. Mm-hmm. Him and Van got to go through that emergency exit into mm-hmm. the. I was thinking about that too. Yep. So it's like, what is this? Is this some damn Matrix revolution? <laughs> no, right? Then it went dark again too. I said, Oh Lord, I said, here we go again. Right? And it's like, okay, you leave out of one place, you end up in a different location because 
he ends up crawling into this. It looks like an apartment almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at first, I'm like, they really got D'Angelo. But that's, I, was, I was thinking the same thing too. <laughs> because the dude, he's sitting in there, he's playing video games, he's he listening to damn Al Green mm-hmm. and everything. He gets up, he goes over to the and fixes him a sandwich, but not any type of a sandwich. This man, he peels the skin off of a of chicken. Mm-hmm. And basically, he's eating a chicken skin sandwich. Like, what? Yeah, oh my god, like, okay. Like, what the hell are you doing? So, Ernie, he comes crawling through, through the, from the closet, because that's where his entrance leads him, through the closet. And when he turns, when the guy turns around, because you think, because the whole time you just see him from behind. Mm-hmm. So, he turns around, it's not D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. And just, okay. I don't even really know how to describe what the hell. Like I said, this this is where it veers off into that Twin Peaks type of stuff. Yeah. Because I'm like, is this the? This is almost like the waiting room. Um, it's a thing from Twin Peaks. It's like a, it's a, it's a room with like red curtains and everything. It's called a waiting room. Mm-hmm, okay. And, and a lot of weird stuff goes on there. It goes on in there, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what this scene kind of felt like. Because mm-hmm. this dude, he just started talking about, you know, about being D'Angelo. And he's he basically talking about, like, D'Angelo as if he's a an otherworldly being. Yeah, exactly. And, and Ern is just sitting there looking like, what the hell? But at the same time, it's almost like he's accepted it, mm-hmm. what this guy's saying to him. And then he gets up and... He leaves, and just I don't know what, what, what do you feel about this whole D'Angelo scene. It was very, very peculiar because we first got there, and I saw the guy that you could just see the back of his head with the cornrows and everything. I'm thinking, oh, said, oh man, we really gonna get the real D'Angelo? They said, nope, not this time. It was this was very strange, very peculiar. I was trying to figure out the whole meaning behind this. It was just very oddly done. I was just sitting there the whole time, just trying to figure out like, what is this? What does this all mean? And like you're treating like is it the like he's just like godly type of figure type of thing. And it's just, it was just weird, very very strange, oh, very strange scene. Now I'm kind of, you know, now I'm kind of curious. Do you think it's possible we might see D'Angelo in this in the season? You, you know what? You, you, you never you never know. Expel, uh, exp- with the way things have been going, I always say expect, expect the unexpected with this show. It, it, it wouldn't shock me. It's been the last season and all. Who knows? Why not? Maybe we might see him at some point in this I mean, um, before the season is over with. I mean, because think about it. We... We got Michael Vick, mm-hmm. Liam Neeson. Yeah, we're gonna say Liam Neeson, yeah. Alexander Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then let's not forget from season two, the Champagne Poppy episode where they go to Drake's house. Yes. And the whole thing is like, is Drake Mexican? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <They're> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and just, oh, it's just. 
just a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, that was a very peculiar scene. I was just sitting there afterwards, I'm like, huh? Like, we're like, what is, what is this? What does this all mean? Who is this guy? So again, like I said, we don't know how. I mean, we know he was there for a week. Mm-hmm. We don't know how much time passed mm-hmm. because, and that's the reason why I stopped the whole paperwork thing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the final thing that we get is where is Paperboy, Darius, and Ern that is bar, and they're watching the Grammys on TV, mm-hmm. and we see, and the winner is the Yodel Kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and everything. And I guess that was his girlfriend or wife that went up there and accepted the I guess so. And she had a baby. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell is going on right now? But okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of have this conversation about, you know, people is like, you know, I don't know if I'm cut out for this uh, manager thing. He's like, this thing is crazy. And her is like, yeah, it is. Right? Yeah, you know, and everything. And he was like, "Well, you know, I got a, I got a meeting um, somewhere. I guess it was on the other side of town." So he gets up and leaves. Darius is like, "You know, there's a there's a party and everything." He's like, you know, go. He's like, "Oh man, I'm good." So he gets up and he leaves. And this this almost felt like the ending of Godfather Two, where you get this. It's a flashback to. A family all together. This is all before everything went to hell, basically. Mm, and, mm. and then because this is when they find out that Michael is going off to the war, and everybody's not really happy for him. Mm-hmm. They all get up and they leave, and he's left sitting there, and he's thinking. And then it goes back to current day at a time in the movie where he's outside on the bench, like I've gotten to the top of where I want to be, and mm-hmm. I'm all wrong. And that, that's kind of what I interpreted by seeing the scene where, like, with Darius and Ern getting up and leaving, mm-hmm. he's there now, and it's like, yeah, I'm at the, I made it to the top, mm-hmm. and I don't really have, am I really happy with it because this kid died? Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be happy that I made it here, mm-hmm. but happy. Mm. Yeah, it. I don't know. Like I said, I, that, that's just kind of how I read it. Like, we reached the top of the mountain, but, but yeah, everything that you had to go through to get there, you were there all alone. Mm. So what comes next? You got to come back down. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. So yeah, and that's how the, that's how the episode ends. And uh, like you know, like like we said, this, this was a very interesting episode. It 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 definitely it definitely definitely was. I was sitting there like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> Afterwards, and, and it makes you it, it makes you think about a lot of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I'm looking at this whole world, not just the young white avatar, but just the young avatars in particular. Yeah, yeah, because like I said, they, they, they like I said, they use white in this one, but that could, like I said, it could apply to anybody, you know. Black, Hispanic, any you know young person don't have to necessarily be a white person. They just use white for this episode, but that that, that could be anybody, really. You could plug anybody in there. I say, look at these people that come up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Now, cor- now, cor- now, correct me if I'm wrong. When they're presenting that Grammy, the kid and the lady there wasn't that the um kid and the lady from that video earlier? Was that the same person, or, or am I crazy for thinking that? If, that's that's what it looked like to me. 
I think you're right. Yeah, I, th- I thought so. I, th- I looked up and said, wait a minute. I said, isn't that the kid and the lady from the video earlier? I think you're right. Yeah, I, I said, okay. So now that they got them two presenting, okay. I thought that was interesting, too. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of like, um, you remember when Eminem said all the all that stuff about, you know, kind of being homophobic, and next thing you know, him and Elton John performed together? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's, uh, that's how things go, I guess. Yeah, that is that very true, very true. I'm just saying, wait a minute. Yeah. So yeah, let's say this episode was very interesting. It was. It def- definitely was. Definitely had you thinking about a lot of things. Like I say, once again, like they got to pay attention to everything because they, like I say, always drop these little subtle hints with some things might have deeper meaning than what they actually appear. And I mean, that's kind of one thing I do like about the show. It does. Mm-hmm. Think about certain things. Mhm. Mhm. That's def- that's definitely a good. That's definitely a good thing. And my mom, I guarantee you can go back and watch, rewatch a lot of these episodes, and I guarantee you'll find something that you probably missed that first time around when you were watching it. Like, oh, I didn't pay attention to that. Oh, I stored. I noticed this the second time around. Oh, most definitely. Mhm. Which is a good thing. I I, I kind of like that. It, it definitely makes it interesting. It keeps you makes you put your put your put your um put your thinking cap on. Mhm. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, next week's episode um, is titled "Light Skinned," and mm. yes, that that's exactly how it's because it's mm. it's skinned, but it has the hyphen "ed" at the end mm. also. So skinned it. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I wonder what that is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um and everything, but yeah, uh, another episode of Atlanta. Um, is there anything you like to promote or plug, sir? Uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at MoneyMaker Chris, Instagram DC Sports Fan Twenty Three, as well as at the MoneyMaker Three Fifteen, and also website thecashinexperience dot com. Check it all out. Yes, definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Please, definitely check it out. Yes. Like I always said, and Chris, you are one of you one of the ones that definitely need, you know, to be sought out more. Thank you. You be doing your thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Always appreciate that. Yes. Um and as far as for me, of course, I mean of course I'm on the Twitter, uh personal page, the J Giles. Uh movie talk kind of went to a little bit of a uh hiatus for the for the last few weeks unfortunately so i had to basically not do um superhero month uh, but there's always be another opportunity to do it but i will be back for october that will happen i am doing my creature feature month of october so i'm gonna make sure it happens i'm gonna force myself to make sure it happens um, and also there are, you know, those, uh, those, uh, late episodes of another podcast, Slam Podcast, uh, they, they will be up. I mean, I know I keep saying it, but they, they are coming. Again, Chris, I do apologize for that. It's all good, man. I understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, but yeah, until next time, peace. Peace out, guys.
Help me, my, 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 my,